wheat volatility is riding high. And the cattle price won't slide. We wonder what's going to happen next. Smart money's buying sheep. Your advice comes pretty cheap. Why don't you ask what we can do? Just the two of us. Making podcasts on the fly. Just, Just the, the two, two of us. us. Just, Just the two of us. of us. You and you I. And I. Welcome back to another Ag Watchers. Just the two of us again. That's don't, it. Don't go, don't go breaking my heart. Don't Thank go you. breaking my elbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good timing, mate. You broke your elbow just as you were moving house, and then you had to get me to bloody help you move. That's um, that's good, mate. Thanks for that. We have uh, we've not done a podcast in a while because we've been flat out, flat out, flat out like lizards drinking. We've been all, we've been all over the place. We've just yeah. been, we've got a few things in the pipe work that have. We've had to devote a lot of our time to, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a very interesting three weeks. Spring. It will be. It will be an interesting spring. Lots of things coming up, but we'll get to that at some stage in the near future. There'll be a bit of a spring in our step, so to speak. So, right oh, So, get into it. Let's get, let's into, get it. into it. Let's get into it because we've got to go into Melbourne in twenty minutes. So, yeah. livestock. Uh, look, the big thing was export numbers, um, strong kind of numbers across the board, really, red meat exports. Um, the beef sector, we saw the second highest um, August on, on record for beef uh, to, to, South, to South Korea, like a massive uh, – actually, no, it was the second highest month on record, not the second highest August. Um, you'd have to go back to November 2016 to see a higher month for South Korea in terms of beef flows. And that uptick in, de- in demand from Japan, still below average, but they saw about a 90% gain. China was up, um, South Korea up, even the, even the US was up, um, which was good to see because they've been really soft. But um, in the US, Brazil's been competing with us quite aggressively and they've just run out of their quota. So they've had a you know, significant tariff applied to Brazilian uh, beef exports into the US. And that means that they're more expensive. So I think there's a little bit of substitution across to Australia and um, New Zealand stuff. But um, the big one was South Korea. So South Korea have scrapped their tariffs on beef because they're worried about food inflation. And so that's meant, you know, the demand's taken off for imported beef. So yeah, South Korea is just off the charts. And it's pushed the overall total beef exports to just below the average level by about one half percent. And if you think of the whole year, mate, um, we've been running about 17% below average all this year. And then all of a sudden we're at average now. So it's a big surge in beef exports. Um, dead, dead, dead cat bounce sort of thing. Uh, look, it, it, it may not persist at those levels all the way through, but I mean, South Korea should, should remain reasonably firm for the rest of the year. I'd be interested to see what happens with the US just to see if we continue to kind of grind higher in the US, so to speak. That's a bit of a pun there, actually. Grinding beef, grind higher. Um, and so sheep meat as well, strong, the strongest month for, sh- for lamb exports on record. Um, that's been sensational. The US, again, you know, really strong demand. They're running 27% above the average for the year. Uh, last year, they were 23% above the average, you know, for the whole year. So the demand in the US is just going from strength to strength. Um, we saw a bit of an increase from China and other destinations jumped it quite a bit. You know, PNG still taking a lot of lamb. So really strong lamb numbers. Um, and mutton as well. China took, uh, I think, the increase from July to August for mutton went up 125%. Um, normally, it rises about 60% from July to August, so real strong mutton demand from China. So across the board, mate, red meat exports looking good, and that's a good sign for you know, for the red meat producer. What about grains? Well, it's, before, before, before we go on to that, yeah, I was, mm. I was, I was just thinking about, again, we've, saw, talk, we've spoken about this a lot of times, yeah, and I think we should get 
uh, Stephen Kukulis back on to have a bit of a, a debate about this. Mm. Is this cost of living pressure? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got, I got obviously, I've got a lot of a lot of pals back in uh, back in Scotland, back in the UK, and I've got there's plenty of people going there on holiday at the moment, and it seems to be that things are getting tough there. Mm, well, in Europe, in Europe in, in general, and we'll, we'll talk about in, gas, gas in a minute. Yeah, incredibly but, tough there, particularly, particularly with this the, morning with the demise of your of your queen. Commiserations of your queen. Commiserations, Andrew, and to your friends back in the UK on the you know kind of um, shock demise of uh, of Queen Elizabeth. God save the queen. Long live the king. Uh, before we get in trouble. Uh, and uh, no, but but this is this is genuine sort of uh, point. Is I still think we've got a lot of uh, a lot of risk at the moment in those high value goods because of the places like Europe is going to go down pretty quickly. Yeah, like its mm. economy is going to be smashed this year. Uh, there's going to be if you look at like we'll talk about oh let's just talk about just now yeah and then mm. we'll go into grains. The gas price yeah, average gas price is something like twenty seven Aussie dollars per megawatt hour between 2010 and 2020. Mm. That's the average monthly price, 27 Aussie dollar. Last month, something like 340 Aussie dollar. It's month, mad, isn't it? This month, something like 300, it's not as high, it's actually 310 Aussie dollar. All because Putin's closed down the pipelines. And it, look, I don't think, I think Putin's not, not the, obviously not the, the, the greatest of people, but I can understand exactly what he's doing. And if I was in his situation, I'd be doing exactly the same thing. Europe's reliant on Europe for on Russia for gas. Mm. Europe's got sanctions against Russia. Well, the only tool you've got is economic tools. Close the pipelines for gas, and mm. then you, you ruin the European economy. And so we're already seeing, and this is this is the pertinent part to farmers. All those fertilizer plants in Europe, you cannot make much money when you've got not gas at that not price. Not at those prices. No, not at those prices. Cause, no cause no, so no, gonna no be... farmer's going to buy it. When it's when you're using gonna, input cost. That's, so that's going to be uh, curtailing the production levels. They're just going to say there's no point like making 50, it. Like 50%, so have, 50% of production is down yep. in the first week. Yeah. You know, mm. fertilizer prices in Europe up like 37% week on week. So, mm. like, I, I, the worrying thing is that, you know, people have asked me, well, what does that mean? What does it matter to us in Australia that fertilizer in Europe is expensive? Well, it does matter because we work in the global economy. And if fertilizer prices go up in one area, it will flow through to the rest of the world. And look, I think Europe is in for a tough time because you look at those industries. It's not just fertilizer, steel making, mm. uh, any heavy industry that uses gas is shutting down. Yeah, that's and, the thing. It's not just Yeah, it's not just the consumer that's going to be paying more for the you know peed in their house and stuff. It's it's actually the industry that relies on gas that's going to be. You know, you, you wonder you can't. You can't sustain those kind of levels of cost increases, can you? Nah. Well, if you, if you look in the UK, they've sort of last night they've capped um, energy costs at 2,500 2, pounds a year for the next two years, which is still substantially higher than normal, you know, energy prices. So it's going to be a long, hard winter in Europe, and I reckon that will flow through to um, other economies. You know, mm. as I said, we're all connected, and uh, there's a, there's a likelihood that we'll see reduced demand. We've seen that with crude oil demand. 
Mm, well, there's still there's still kind of ongoing concerns. If you look at the bond market in America, there's ongoing concerns that they might be pushed into a kind of recessionary phase into next year. And they're even talking now they might start dropping rates into next year because you know the economy is slowing down. Then you've got China continuing to go through this uh, zero COVID policy, locking down a heap of cities. Um, you know, so that's going to curtail their economy as well. So you know, it's problems across the global economy that that are going to lead to probably lower growth globally. We're doomed. We're all doomed, I tell you. <laughs> That's a quote from Dad's army. From uh, I can't remember his name, but he went to my high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the but then, but for farmers' point of view, the worrying concern is that fertilizer prices are going to stay high. We should have started with the bad news and finished with the good news on it. Exports. Now there's we've no, gone with there's, the... there's no good news today. Well, there was good. Not for grains. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's it, but we should have Queen, gone. Yeah. Gas prices are high. Diesel prices might start coming down if crude oil keeps falling. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, but that's not great because if diesel prices fall, that means corn prices will fall, which means wheat prices can react to that. So mm. that's a bit of bad news as well, I guess. You you give with one hand and you take it <laughs> with the other. So, uh, Look, and I think, yeah, I just think that we've, we've gone through that sort of fertilizer price has been high since last July. You know, a bit of yo-yoing at the start of this year prior to the invasion, but now it's it's going to shoot back up again. And well, that's the, is the good news that the current fertilizer prices won't seem high when it gets to when it starts to flow. Oh, you're through. all you're all you're all used to it now. <laughs> but but in, but, but, <laughs> well, but, in, yeah. but in all, all seriousness, fertilizer prices would have been coming down just now if mm. we have, if it wasn't for Putin. Oh, look, we're not here to shit can Putin. Somebody should put the put the button into him. Um, you let you let that pun. We're not here to shit can Putin. Yeah, Putin. Yeah. Got it. yeah. Wow. I thought that was a clever was, pun, but anyway. I, I did get it. I just thought it was shit. <laughs> you know, I just thought you were putting it on a bit hard. Um, but going on to Putin, mm-hmm. uh, I guess he has provided some some good news for. For grain farmers of Australia and, and and around the world, apart from Ukraine, uh, we've had that export grain corridor for the last couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, well, middle of end of July, so six weeks, let's call it. Grain's been flowing, not that much, but enough. Mm. Uh, I think at the time I said on a CNBC interview, I said the devil's in the details. It was mm. only a 120-day deal, and whether it would continue beyond that, and whether it would even last the length of time, I was a bit. What's the word? Dubious. Uh, suspicious. Suspicious. Have they even got like half a million ton out or something? Or what's the oh, what I point? Remember, I can't remember the exact time. It's 800,000 yeah. or something. For not, much, not much. Not much. Not nah. much, right? Well, yeah. you're not going to put your boat in there if you risk events. No. No, and, you said and, that as so, well. Yeah. So anyway, the, uh, the, the reality is that um, Putin had a, did a speech this week saying he wasn't happy with the grain deal. Uh, this was about a day after the uh, closing off the gas pipelines. His views are, and his views are completely wrong because it's not actually happening. He was saying that most of the grain is supposed to be going to help the developed world, whereas a lot of the grain is going to the Western developed world. Uh, that's not actually the case if you look at the data. Uh, but the other thing as well is it doesn't actually matter if grain goes to the developed world or the developing world, just the grain moving assists food security because it reduces yeah. 
price. So that that's given a bit of fire in the market that Putin will uh, walk away from the deal. And uh, who knows? And I, I think I said this in an article this week uh, that the reality is markets are driven by psychology. We talk about that a lot. Mm. And I sort of consider that to be, you know, psychology of like groupthink, not the psychology of one man. And that's what the market no, 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 operating around is, is the psychology of one man. Mm. So instead of the madness of crowds, it's the madness of one. Yeah. Well, if anyone's re read the foundation books by Isaac Asimov, uh, you would you would you would know the uh, the uh, the mule would be he would be Putin would be the character in it. So <laughs> anyway, that's a bit of science fiction. Bit highbrow for our podcast, mate. Wow. Isaac Asimov. Well done. We'll uh, we'll do a separate sci-fi podcast in the future. <laughs> You're not an analyst unless you're a sci-fi fan, I don't reckon. You're, I, don't, um, I don't think you could be. You've let you've go, gotta be you've, a geek. You've let go of one of our big announcements, our upcoming sci-fi podcast. Yeah. What, what are we gonna call uh, it? Skywatchers. <laughs> <laughs> Spock watches. Spock watches. Uh, uh, we're getting silly, we better we better. Right on. Up, uh, but, but in general, uh, it's going to be, oh, the other one as well is, uh, I can't be bothered talking about it. It's so boring. What is the most boring, what is the thing that I never talk about? Two things. I never talk um, about, I never write about it. AFL? No. And cricket? No. <laughs> Crop production reports. Oh, yes, yes. Like, mm -hmm. I don't write about the ABS report. Why? Because every other person is going to write about it and mm. it's just boring anyway like we all know that it's a big crop and so abs just said we're gonna have a big crop kill surprise <laughs> you know it's, it's you should it's, can you insert a drum roll before you just put a drum roll in it after the post editing and then well, say and well, yeah, well you know crop. you know that our editing is zero somebody pointed out to me yesterday is when are you going to get some decent editing as <laughs> like soon as somebody gives us some cash <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you know, we're not bloody it's Joe a, Rogan here. You know? No, it's a hobby. It's a hobby podcast. So you know, you just that's what that's what you expect from a couple. If, of... if, if you want it to be professional, get rid of us for a start. So, yeah. um, right, oh, we've got to go because you've got to pick me up in an hour's time because I have got a clip to wing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll have some more. We got an interview next week. I think we've got a fertilizer specific one. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, and we have got we have got quite a few exciting announcements coming up. So just stay tuned for those as the month develops. Eh? Keep your eyes peeled, boys and girls. See you when you got nothing on.